Hello, Miss Fitz. Hello, Miss Fitz. It's time for morning meeting. Woohoo! We're recording for Thursday, April 30th, the last day in April. I Full disclosure, I did have to scroll down to make sure that that was the last day in April. But now that I know, I can't believe it. Oh, wow. I didn't even think about that. That's, yeah. That's crazy. It's almost May. It is. Well, we are so lucky again to have some special guests. Yes, I'm so excited. We have Lily and Rayanne. They're at UVA and they're part of SWE, Society of Women Engineers, and they're going to tell us all about that. But do you want to introduce yourselves quickly? Yeah, so um, I'm Lily. I'm a fourth year studying biomedical engineering at UVA. Hi, everyone. I'm Rayanne. I'm a third year studying aerospace engineering. So cool. Such cool those stuff. Are, I know these are both very impressive majors. <laughs> All right, I would like one that riddle, on a, Let's one get to the riddle and the joke so we can. Okay. So yesterday, the riddle I left you with, I'm light as a feather, yet the strongest man can't hold me for five minutes. What am I? And our guest yesterday, Paige, had a really interesting guest. She said ice, because if you hold ice, obviously it melts. And that wasn't the answer that I found. But that totally works as an answer, right? Sure. So the answer to this one is breath. I've definitely heard that before. I feel like this happens all the time where like someone says the riddle and I'm like, I know I've heard it, but that doesn't mean I remember the answer (laughs) because they're so creative. (laughs) I do that too. I thought that one was so clever. All right. So here's a joke. Why didn't the sun go to college? I don't know. Why didn't the sun go to college? Because it already had a million degrees. <laughs> oh, I got some laughter. Yay. <laughs> Full disclosure, that's why I wanted to introduce the special ghost guests first today, because they could laugh at our jokes. And you picked a good sciencey one today, too. Excellent pick, Miss Fit. Thank you. Thank that you. That's good. So do you have a bright spot? I do have a bright spot today. I told you guys about our library live yesterday and how wonderful it was to see so many of my my little friends from school on the screen. And seeing the kids was one wonderful moment, but over the course of the evening, I received so many thoughtful messages from parents that just just made me feel so full and so happy. As a teacher, I'm so used to getting that immediate feedback when I I watch my students and can tell immediately if they like it and if it's brought them joy and if they're learning. Even over Zoom, it's not always easy to tell. So parents took the time to let me know that the experience was exciting and enriching and positive for their kids. And it just meant the world for me. I was a mess of happy tears all day yesterday. So those those messages from parents were a real bright spot for me. That's awesome. How about you? Yay, parents. I know. Thank you. I know well, you're so busy. <laughs> you know, it's a Wednesday and, oh. I, and I often struggle on a Wednesday. So yeah. I really don't have a bright spot. I learned something though. I went um, to another Mozilla community call this morning and we talked about something called personal ecology, which is a little like self-care, which I'm not a big fan of, but it's more thinking, it's thinking about it more broadly. Ooh. And um, anyway, I found we went through all these questions about how, how are you, are you feeling joy? Are you getting outside? Are you eating right? And all these different things. And I'm just like right in the middle. It wasn't never, it wasn't always, but I, I just feel like I'm just getting by right now. Mm. And so my goal is to kind of work on those. And I think that'll help me get some bright spots in my future. Well, that's a great use of time and resources to figure out 
where you are and what you need and what you're doing. Way yeah. to go, Mozilla. Yeah. How about Lily or Rayanne? Do you have a bright spot you want to share? No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, today is our senior design capstone symposium. So oh, wow. So it'll be fun to share project that we've been working on all year long, even though it's virtual, but I think it's still good to be able to, you know, have the opportunity to share what we did and something that we're passionate about. So Nice. Oh my gosh. And you're here with us on that big day. Thank you. Wow. You've got so much else going on. <laughs> no, I, I love doing outreach too. So this Yay. is the things that I love to do. Something good that happened to me today. Well, um, yesterday was our last day of classes, which is always kind of bittersweet. But then this morning I was able to get up and my roommate and I made a really nice breakfast. So that was a nice use of my time this morning. Oh, that could be such a great start to the day, right? Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. And, and, and so just having cereal or a bar. All right. Well, you already mentioned it, but you uh, both are very focused on outreach and you're part of an organization called SWE. What is SWE? What's, what's the purpose behind it? Other than a really fun acronym that makes me want to go <laughs> SWE all the time. <laughs> yes, I agree. It's a great acronym. Um, so SWE stands for the Society of Women Engineers. And so basically anyone in the engineering school who's a girl, and we're, it's also open to guys too, but the main purpose of SWE is just to create a community of women engineers. And the three goals that our, our chapter is concerned with is outreach. And obviously that's what me and Rayanne are um, most involved in, in the organization. We are also promoting community within the engineering school itself. So we do a lot of social events with the women engineers. And then we also promote professional events. So we have several people organize these professional events and bring in companies so that we can have more representation of women in the industry for engineering. So then the other really good thing that I like about SWE is that the organization is entirely student run. So we have this really awesome group of girls on exec who are just working together in their own unique roles to help achieve these three goals that Lily just mentioned. Inclusion and diversity is very near and dear to my heart, mm-hmm. heart um, computer science and engineering. So I'm wondering how you found your way into studying engineering. So I had an interesting upbringing. So both my parents are scientists. So I grew up near the Bay Area and we always attended this really cool event called Maker Fair and it's where this giant show and tell and people, you know, bring everything that they made. And so that's something that's always captivated my interest into engineering. I think as a girl, you can definitely see that there are not as many girls in engineering classes. And so being able to go to these events where, you know, everyone is included really helped me be able to see how cool engineering was. And so that's why I wanted to pursue engineering in college. Yeah, I feel like that's very similar for me. I kind of fell into engineering later in life just because I spent all of high school actually in a law and public service program back home. So I kind of thought that I wanted to be a lawyer for a while back in like middle school applying to this program for high school. And then I realized how much I loved math and science and didn't really know if there was a way that I could fit that into my passion for like helping others in public service. And then I realized down the line later in high school that engineering, to me, very much felt like taking math and science that I loved and using it to help others. And so I got into the engineering school and I 
have been loving it ever since. A big reason you're part of SWE, obviously, is outreach to girls. Why is this important to you? What, what is it about, especially this field and getting more girls into it, that you're, you see a need for it? Yeah, I definitely think it's really important for girls to get into engineering because as of right now, when I first got into UVA, I think the ratio is still like one girl to three guys. And so it's definitely, it would definitely be really great to see kind of a 50-50 split between female and male representation in engineering. And so I think as younger kids are getting interested in STEM, I think it's really important to see that there are other girls and people like them doing engineering and science and so if they don't see other girls you know with them in their classrooms you know that might deter them away from doing science and engineering even though that's something that they're really talented in so that's why I think it's really important to do outreach to elementary and middle school girls just so that they are exposed to engineering and science at a young age. Yeah I would definitely agree with that and I would just elaborate on the fact that With our outreach focus being elementary middle school in our position, it seems very important because we're able to kind of like shape initial perceptions at such a young age. Um, Because I know when I was in elementary school, I I had a teacher who told me that because I was like more of an emotional person, that maybe like science or something wasn't right for me. And that definitely stuck with me. And I know I'm not the only person with a story like this. And I just would love to be able to have fewer and fewer and then eventually no girls having these types of stories. And I don't want any girls to be the only one in their class when they're in college or different things like that. And it starts at that young age. Every superhero at some point has someone tell them that their superpower is a weakness. Looking back on it now, my dad is retired now, but was an electrical engineer. And at the time, I don't know that I ever noticed it, but anytime I went to work with him or went to a work picnic, all of the engineers were men. And so I don't think that anyone ever said engineering is a job for men, but I'm sure I picked it up when I was thinking about what I wanted to be when I grew up. I don't think that was ever even on my radar because it was not a job that Barbie did and not a job where women hung out. And I just wasn't a job that was an option for me. So hearing this from you and hearing what you guys are doing with outreach and making it a place for girls, that's so great. And one of the best parts about this, like the full circle life experience for me, was that at my internship this past summer, um, I wound up working for NASA this past summer, but the security what? question that I had was, who, what the last name of your teacher in X grade? And it was the grade where this teacher like discouraged me. And so that was just a very like validating moment where I was able to be able to just like do this work that I wanted to do when I was little and have that teacher just like be back in my memory as part of it and like drove me forward, you know? Oh my gosh. Signing into NASA, remembering the person that undervalued you. Man, <laughs> that is uh, so we need to write that and you guys can all see the movie when it opens in a few years. It's <laughs> <laughs> fantastic. Unfortunately, we're not able to do in-person events now. And I know that's a big part of what you do, but you've created this awesome virtual STEM guide. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, so we 
created the STEM guide because we have an event that we were going to hold in person called Girl Scout Seed. And it's basically an event where Girl Scouts get to, Girl Scout troops come to UVA and they get to do science activities. And so unfortunately, because of the situation, we can't do that in person. So I've been seeing a lot of news and stuff around that, you know, people are trying to homeschool their kids while their parents are doing work. And so we decided to make this virtual STEM guide with, with a bunch of different STEM activities that we've done in the past so that these kids can do these activities at home with their parents and learn STEM as well. Yeah, and like even as college students, we've been struggling with this adjustment to online classes ourselves. So it's easy to imagine how children, elementary age children who aren't used to like independently learning yet would have these same difficulties and probably at a greater magnitude. So we just wanted to be able to try and do something to kind of ease their adjustment to all of this. There's that superpower. There's that heart coming into play. Yeah. If you weren't sensitive, you wouldn't be creating such amazing work. And it is amazing work. I'm looking through this document and it's so fun. There's so much good stuff on here. Yeah. We, these are our favorite activities that we've done in the past. So we decided we wanted to share all of them, which is actually really great because I think going back through these activities has been kind of fun to, for, my, for myself and Rayanne to kind of through and kind of have that initial spark and in our interests in science. So it was really fun making this. <laughs> yeah. And I love that these are things that you've actually done. One of our goals in our podcast is to share resources that we've actually, you know, used or at least reviewed so that we know they're, they're solid. Could you tell us about one of your favorites? One of my favorites is obviously a make your own silly putty experiment. <laughs> parents so, everywhere are like, don't say that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know kids are so, such fans of silly putty, but mm -hmm. I think I really like this activity just because it was adapted from our other outreach event for middle schoolers where they got to make different concentrations of silly putty with borax. And so the borax makes the silly putties different in terms of how they stretch and how they bounce and stuff. So I think it's really fun because you get to make silly putty, which is really fun to play with, but you can also kind of do the scientific method where you're kind of thinking about how these silly putties are different and the chemistry behind it. So I really like that activity. Yeah, that's a super fun one. I'm definitely going to shout out lava lamps because I feel like they just look super cool and you can kind of like hold your phone light under it and make like an actual like lava lamp effect. And there's also so many different science concepts you can talk about because you have the chemical reaction with the Alka-Seltzer in the water, but then you also have density coming into play with the air bubbles. And then you can also talk about like pressure and things like that when you're like in a fluid and stuff. But then the other really cool piece that I like is when I taught this to first graders, a lot of them just didn't know what a lava lamp was. So I also got to teach them about lava lamps. And there were like a couple who were like, oh, like my older brother has one in his room. But a lot of them, I had to show a video of a lava lamp and then do the experiments that they could actually compare the two, which is just such a weird, cool thing to think about. You make this science sound so fun and interesting. And so it looks so fun. Yes. This is going to be our challenge today is to go through the virtual STEM guide and pick something to try out. There is so much for you guys to look through and look at. I can't wait to see what you all decide to do out of this awesome activity book with so many different choices. Yes. Thank you so, so much for sharing all this. This has been awesome. Oh, yes. You guys Thanks are stellar. Thanks for helping us like, bring it out to the world. That's really helpful. Ms. Fitz, you have a resource to share? 
I do. The Everywhere Book Fest starts tomorrow. So lots of book festivals and gatherings related to literature have been canceled because of social distancing. I'm thinking specifically of the Virginia Festival of the Book, which is very near and dear to my heart. But some authors and illustrators got together and created what they're calling Everywhere Book Fest, which is a virtual gathering of kid lit authors, illustrators, and books that will bring the book festival experience to young readers everywhere. So it's all digital. You can log on and watch these keynotes and see these sessions all day long. And the names are amazing. You can hear from Jean Lewin Yang, from Jacqueline Woodson, Jason Reynolds, Meg Medina. These are Newbery winners. These are artists and residents. Like these names are incredible. And if you don't know them, the kids in the room just went, oh, no way. So the kids definitely do. And there are some fabulous sounding sessions. So I'm planning to spend pretty much all of my day on Everywhere Book Fest. Um, takes place on May 1st and 2nd, and I just can't wait to tune in and hang out with my book nerd people at this digital book festival. Awesome. And then I wanted to let everybody know that Girls Geek Day is going virtual. So we are taking this thing that we usually run on a Saturday morning once a month at different schools, and we're bringing it online. And we have SWE participating, and they're going to bring some of the activities. And uh, Ms. Fitz, you're going to be there. I'm going to be there. I, I looked. I just looked. I think we have like nine facilitators now. Each one of them is going to be sharing a different hands-on activity that the girls can do throughout the week. And we're going to meet twice, once on May 9th to introduce the activities and facilitators and kind of do our opening circle. And then again on May 16th to do our closing circle where everybody can share the things that they created and talk about the challenges and successes. I'm looking forward to it because I really miss Girls Geek Day. When going digital is kind of a blessing in disguise for Girls Geek Day because not everybody can get out to these schools on Saturday mornings. There's a lot of grownups that work on weekends. Also, we have a lot of girl geeks that are not within the immediate area who can't necessarily make it. So Girls Geek Day going virtual means it's open to everybody. We can have girl geeks all over the world logging in to participate. And I'm really excited to see how many people can participate that maybe didn't have the chance before because we're virtual. It just, all the boundaries are down. Everybody can come hang out. Awesome. Well, I think it's time to close. It is. Thank you so, so, so much. Our special guests, we learned so much from you today. Thank you, Thank you guys you for so having much. having us. And how fabulous that we get to see you again at Girls Geek Days. Yes, we're so excited about it. Oh, fantastic. I do have a riddle to close out the day. There was a greenhouse. Inside the greenhouse, there was a white house. Inside the white house, there was a red house. And inside the red house, there were lots of babies. What is the house? Something for you to think on today. Until tomorrow. Heck, love and happiness.